tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's February 21st. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Report, your daily news podcast. I've got a special brief for you this morning that is shaping America and the world. Today, we are focused on this next fact. The population of the United States just had its largest one-year increase in recorded history, and virtually all of it came from illegal aliens or migrants. As listeners know, that has already caused a lot of changes in this country, but it is also going to cause a change in the balance of power, specifically in the U.S. House of Representatives. In fact, it already has. Today's episode will dive into this issue of illegals and power, exploring what this means for you and your families. We'll also talk about what this means for the country. Lastly, we will cover the five ways to stop or slow the flow of illegal aliens if... You believe that there's a problem that we should stop or slow. So with that as our focus, let us get to our special episode of the morning. And we begin with this next number, 3.8 million. That is the increase of America's overall population in just one year, just last year. And that is a record. Never before have we seen such a dramatic increase in such a short period of time. As I noted, the source is almost entirely from illegal aliens. That data, by the way, published by Newsweek magazine over the weekend, was a collection of information gathered from both Mexican sources as well as customs and border protection officials. And from that data, we know that of the 3.8 million, many were from Venezuela, Mexico, Haiti, and Central America. We also saw record numbers from Africa and especially China, a country, by the way, that now represents the fastest growing number of illegals with at least 37,000 last year. But that is up from virtually zero just a couple years ago. The sheer magnitude of these numbers, shall we call it a crisis invasion? It is impacting virtually every state and many communities. Indeed, we have spoken about this a lot on this podcast. But as a quick refresh, Data show that the illegals are exacerbating the shortage of affordable housing in this country. We also know that they are affecting medical systems, like out in Denver, where a hospital there may go bankrupt this year trying to cover medical expenses for illegals. Third, the 3.8 million illegals are also affecting law and order. You may recall New York City's police chief, Edward Cabin, he said recently that Gotham is awash with migrant crime, with folks attacking cops and shooting tourists. We're also seeing the same uptick in residential and retail theft, and not just in New York, but across the country, all due to South American crime rings. Fourth, data show that the crush of illegals is also degrading and straining our public education systems in states like New York, Illinois, and Chicago. Finally, we know that this invasion is creating some pretty intense animosity between working class communities and illegal aliens. 
that's because the illegals are being moved into public spaces like recreation centers or libraries and other community assets. But those were used by working class moms and dads and their restless kiddos. But no longer. They are now homes for illegal migrants. But perhaps one of the greatest and most poorly understood facts of this invasion is one that I first touched on back in August. And here it is once more. These 3.8 million illegals will forever change the American political system and thus the strength of your vote in whatever future country we have. So let's dig into that and let's talk about why this is so important. To do it, let's start with this. A quick reminder of some high school civics. As most of us know, each state gets two senators while the U.S. House of Representatives is determined by a state's population. Now, right now, the House has 435 representatives, and that means that each rep serves or represents about 700,000 people, give or take. But did you notice that I said people, not citizens? And that's because the law divvies up House representation based on the U.S. Census, which counts people and not citizens. But that raises a concern. What happens if our country gets flooded with illegal aliens? Like, I don't know, maybe 3.8 million of them. Well, they still count in the U.S. Census and then eventually in the U.S. House. And here's how that starts to profoundly change America and your voice in your government. As of this moment, Republicans control the House by having just six more seats or representatives than Democrats. But what would happen if we took out all of the illegal aliens in America who count in the census and thus count for all those House seats? Well, what we know is that we would be looking at about 20 to 40 seats that would be up for grabs, probably going back to conservative or Republican states. So here's what we know about those numbers. Analysis by the Federation for American Immigration Reform shows that at a minimum, there are about 17 million illegals in this country right now. But other estimates from, for example, MIT and Yale suggest that the number is closer to 22 million, although that number was their estimate six years ago. So add in the 7 million or so illegals who have come over since Joe Biden moved into the White House and you get closer to 30 million illegals in America right now. In other words, 30 million people are counted in the U.S. Census that probably shouldn't be. And their simple presence then gets reflected in the House, the only seats that cover whatever community or state they are in. And what the data show is that they are often in a Democrat-held city or state, all because those places offer the illegals sanctuary status, including protection from deportation. And that is why analysis shows that at least 22 to 26 seats in the U.S. House are now in Democrat strongholds when they should not be. But I should note that is on the low end of estimates. There are other estimates that put that number closer to 40 of the 435 House seats available. Now, if we dig into the numbers a bit, what this would mean is this. California should actually lose at least 10 House seats. That's, of course, if we don't include these illegals. The same is true in New York and Illinois. They would also lose seats. Those would then be returned to the states where perhaps you live, like Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Missouri, North Carolina, Oklahoma. Whew, the list goes on. The point is that if you live in one of those states that don't have a lot of illegals, 
you are being denied congressional representation because of the 30 million that live in these various sanctuary cities and states. So that means that your voice means less. And that has forever changed this country. All right, well, is that a good thing or is it bad? Well, one argument that is generally made by Democrats and leftists is that, well, actually, it's very good. And their argument boils down to one thing that they will publicly admit. It is the economy. Democrats and leftists argue that because illegal aliens contribute to the economy through things like taxes or consumer purchases, they have skin in the game and they should have a voice. And that includes political power. And that would include power in the House. But also, they would say, by voting in local elections or in serving on electoral commissions, just like a woman named Miss Kelly Wong. Late last week, Miss Wong became the first non-citizen ever to serve on San Francisco's election commission. That commission oversees the Department of Elections for local residents, which is a little bit odd because Miss Wong is not legally allowed to vote. For what it's worth, she is from China and she works for a group called Chinese for Affirmative Action. It is a self-described civil rights group that focuses on securing power for the city's Chinese community. But nevertheless, if we might recap the Democrat argument here, they say that illegal aliens contribute just as much as you actual citizens do. So yes, they should have the same or similar rights and power as you do, including in the U.S. House. But on the other hand, the argument that we mostly hear from constitutionalists or conservatives and Republicans is that foreign citizens like Miss Wong should have no right to shape our government or our country's future. And this is their argument, and it has more or less three parts to it. First, they contest this idea that illegal aliens contribute just as much to the U.S. economy as you all do, existing citizens. They say that's a lie. And there's actually data to back up this argument. An exhaustive study that was done by the National Academies of Science back in 2016 found that first-generation migrants like these illegals are a net drain on society. However, the study did find that third-generation migrants actually do become net contributors to the economy, but you've got to get through two generations to get there. Next, constitutionalists and conservatives argue that by allowing foreign nationals like Miss Wong to have similar or the same power as you all, native-born Americans, well, we are creating a dangerous environment where foreigners and illegals can change the nation when they might have other loyalties, especially and specifically to their home countries. And that is why, for example, U.S. presidents must be natural-born citizens. The founders understood that people could have dual loyalties, and that would be disastrous certainly in the office of the presidency. So the argument goes that if you want to be a part of any government in this country, whether that be on the local, state, or federal level, you should be a citizen. You should be part of the American family that celebrates our national identity and gives loyalty to our mighty republic, no others. Third, Republicans and conservatives will generally argue that by allowing in illegal aliens, especially so many of them, that sends a dangerous signal to the world. Because in this case, if we allow in 30 million people, why not another 30 million or 60 million or 100 million? Because, okay, yes, politically, that means that the House would be forever changed by illegals. And that's bad, would say a Republican or conservative. But 
More than that, more than politics, it is fundamentally a collapse of law and order. Because without borders, America then becomes a a global magnet for chaos based on a policy of if you can get here, you can stay here and you can help change the nation. And that, say conservatives and Republicans, is a recipe for social upheaval and ultimately national collapse. So who's right? What argument is most compelling to you and why? And if it is your belief that having so many illegals in this country is bad, whether that be the 3.8 million that came in last year or the 30 million or so in total that are here now, how do we solve this? Well, let's get to that after our first break of the morning. For subscribers listening at rightreport.substack.com, thank you. It is you and your financial support that are keeping this podcast alive. Meanwhile, for my other loyal listeners, I sure thank you as well. And I encourage you to do your part this morning and support the companies that support me. You will hear about them shortly. We'll be right back. Folks, back on January 9th, we talked about the big fight with Russia and how that could badly affect the U.S. dollar and you. Well, if you're looking for ways to diversify your investments, boy, consider physical gold and silver and consider American Hartford Gold as you do. They are the precious metal dealer that I use and trust. And when you give them a call, they will explain how to protect not only your savings accounts, but also your retirement accounts, all by purchasing gold and silver. Plus, they will explain their buyback commitment, which is rock solid. And here's some more good news. Feel very comfortable using American Heart for Gold as they have a five-star rating from thousands of reviews, plus an A-plus ranking from the Better Business Bureau. So here's how you do it. Either give them a call at 866-353-2694. Again, that is 866-353-2694. Or you can just text them. Text right to 65532. And gosh, that's easy. Again, 65532. And just text them my last name. And when you do, listen to this. They will give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your very first order, depending on your total purchase. So again, either give them a call at 866-353-2694 or text my last name right to 65532. And as you do, my friends, make sure that you remember that January brief about the currency wars, because that is why we want to consider physical gold, my friends, and silver with American Hartford Gold. My friends, have you gotten your Factor Meals yet? If not, holy smokes, you should. Factormeals.com is the best meal delivery company in the United States. I promise you this. I have tried the others. These guys are it. They give you more than 35 different meal options to choose from every single week. That includes Calorie Smart, which is a pretty good idea after the holidays. Also, they've got Protein Plus, which is a great idea for after the gym. And even Vegetarian Options, which is a great idea for people who are crazy. Just kidding. We love our vegetarians, too. Well, anyway, it's all delivered, ladies and gentlemen, fresh, right to your doorstep, never frozen. All you got to do is open the box, and after a couple of minutes of heating, you have got a great meal to enjoy. And that's true for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Plus, they've got some wonderful grab-and-go snacks and some tasty cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. As ever, I've told you this before, I love their pork chops. They've also got shredded chicken tacos that are so good. Also, they've got a new lasagna that is out, and it is top-notch. 
these meals, folks, really are delicious, and they are a perfect option for either busy people like me or retired folks who just want good, healthy meals, but they don't want the fuss of cooking. So support the folks who support this podcast, my friends, and get yourselves Factor Meals at 50% off right now. So go to factormeals.com slash right five zero. That's W-R-I-G-H-T five zero. And you get 50% off. Yeah. Again, that's promo code right five zero at factormeals.com slash right five zero and get that 50% off. But more importantly, my friends, you're getting a meal service that is good for your body and great for your taste buds. I guarantee it. I am two months into eating Super Beats Heart Chews, and I am fired up to tell y'all, I feel it. This stuff works for me. It gives me a shot of energy, plus performance and endurance. And that heart-healthy energy is exactly what I was looking for. Best yet, if you pair Super Beats with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in these little chews are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And it's so easy to use this product. Just two little tasty chews in the morning and you're set. No pills to swallow, no ingredients to mix. So do what I did. Go to getsuperbeats.com. That is B-E-E-T-S.com. And use promo code right, And you will get a 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews for free and 15% off your order. That is a ridiculous deal for heart-healthy energy, but I love it. So go to GetSuperBeats.com and use promo code RIGHT and get that heart-healthy energy you need and support that healthy blood pressure too. You will be so glad you did. Who's ready for a good night's sleep? Well, if that's you, you need to do what I did. Get yourself a ghost bed. Yeah, it's the company that I think makes the finest mattresses in all of America. And you know it's true because I own one. I have the Lux model, which is designed to help people like me who sleep just a little bit hot. But they've got other models as well. There is the classic plus a new massage bed, and that's fun, except for the people who live downstairs. But whatever your model, get one of these things. The mattresses from the folks at GhostBed are built with high-quality materials and fine craftsmanship. And when you get into one of these ghost beds, you feel both the material, the craftsmanship. And I tell you, here's some great news. This bed comes right to your doorstep. And if that makes you a little bit nervous about buying something without trying it, I get it. I felt the same way, but don't worry. They have a 101-day trial period, plus free shipping and returns. So folks, let GhostBed give you the sleep that you deserve, and you're going to get 50% off when you do. So go to ghostbed.com slash right, that's W-R-I-G-H-T, and 50% off will be yours. But you got to use that website, ghostbed.com slash right. And by golly, get ready, because when that bed arrives, you are going to be off to a great night's sleep. I guarantee it. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our conversation this morning about that startling fact that kicked off today's special episode. Last year, 3.8 million illegal aliens came across the U.S. southern border, bringing the total number of illegals into this country to around 30 million, with estimates that vary. Now, before the break, we asked who's right in this debate about whether it is a good thing politically to have so many illegals in this country. In other words, 
should illegals have the same or similar rights as native-born Americans because they pay taxes and are consumers who contribute to our economy? Because that is what Democrats often argue. Or on the other hand, we have the conservatives and constitutionalists who argue that, no, illegal migrants or aliens should not have any or very few rights at all for the reasons I, of course, mentioned before the break. Well, as you think about that and who is right and wrong and why, let's continue this conversation first by going to Substack uh, today at some point. I sure hope you do. Rightreport.substack.com. Looking forward to that exchange. But in the meantime, this morning, let me now offer you my analysis and opinion, pivoting now firmly away from facts and data, but still sticking with some good logic and reason. Folks, open borders to me are deeply alarming. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, I'm alarmed about a few different things because what the data show first is the economic fallout. But we also know about the crime, the resentment, the impacts on our schools and our medical networks. Plus, there's this. Back on December 27th, I explored with you the issue of whether or not America can absorb all these unskilled illegals because of the advances that we're seeing in the AI revolution. To quickly recap what I talked about, we are simply not going to need as much human labor down the road as we do right now because of these advances in AI. So why would we import or encourage more unskilled labor? It just doesn't make any sense to me. But that aside, for today, let's focus on this issue of political power, certainly in the House of Representatives. And let's talk about how this affects political stability in this country. Although first, maybe we should ask, what is a country? To my mind's eye, a country is led by a government, inclusive of its citizens or its tribe, that decides basic matters of law and order. And that includes who should or shouldn't come into the country based on values, culture, language, religion, or modernity. So without borders, without a vetting process of all those outsiders, it's not really a country at all. It's just a temporary collection of people that inevitably will fall apart and fracture because there's there's nothing central that unites the whole. There's no national identity or celebration of culture and statehood. So having 30 million people here illegally who then get 20 to 40 house seats that represent their interests, folks, that's not just alarming. That is disastrous. It sets up the country to be invaded from the inside out by people who neither love this country nor the Constitution. Although, to be fair, it may be that many illegal migrants or aliens are simply here for jobs and money, and it is simply a transaction to be here. There's no grand scheme involved. And actually, I would guess that that is probably largely true, but not exclusively so. Some of these illegals are here to commit crime and create mayhem. Still others are here at the direction of their home governments, and they are happy to act as spies and saboteurs. And there is nothing new or conspiratorial about that. That has been happening since the dawn of time as tribes and kingdoms have fought each other for power and supremacy. But still, let's assume the good. Let's assume that most illegals are good and they're just here for money and jobs. That still doesn't address the central issue of fairness, that their mere presence gives one pandering party, which in this case is the Democrats, a major advantage in the U.S. House upwards of 20 to 40 seats. And that's wrong. That's un-American. It steals the voices and power of our real tribe members, the American tribe, no matter your color or creed. 
And so that's why I think that most reasonable people are opposed to open borders. Most of us reject the policy of if you can get here, you can stay here. In fact, there was a poll from the Gallup organization last week that showed that a strong majority of Democrats believe that the border is not secure and that the Biden White House is not handling this properly. And that's actually a little bit heartening to me, which takes us to the next question. How do we solve this? Well, unfortunately, it has become a deeply political question, despite that Gallup poll, because what it appears to be this morning is that D.C. Democrats understand that if we actually seal up the border and we deport some or most of those 30 million illegals, Democrats are going to lose at least 20 House seats. And let's be honest, these D.C. Dems are not going to do that. They are simply not incentivized to do that. But let's get into how we might start to change incentives with a little bit of a thought experiment. So let's imagine that we could first start with the most foundational step. Let's start with imagining that we could seal up the border and gain operational control. Now, there are different ideas on how to do this, but I think this next number is very important for us to remember as we discuss this. 64% of Americans want to militarize the border and seal it off because voters think that we are being invaded. So if that's what the vast majority of Americans believe and are demanding this morning, then that probably means that we should consider this. Martial law along the border counties. That is the fastest and most resolute solution, albeit the most drastic. Now, some would argue that a president could do this on their own. That is my view. Others, however, argue that Congress would probably need to step in to support this declaration by passing a law that authorized it. But that aside, the point is that we have to gain operational control of the border on an immediate basis if we really want to stop what a majority of Americans believe this morning is an invasion. So let's imagine that we did that. Once you stop the flow of illegals, you then have a separate question that starts to get to this issue of incentives. And here it is. How do you possibly remove some or all of the 30 million people who are here illegally. And that is a problem that is frankly overwhelming in terms of its magnitude. Just logistically think about how hard that would be. And that is why there are no easy solutions to this. There is no silver bullet. In fact, we could reasonably anticipate that some pretty big shocks would be seen in this country as 30 million people, give or take, were removed from our society. But let me give you five ways that we could do it. Assuming, of course, we had a president or governors who wanted to do it. First, the federal government would start with a massive deportation program, which is what has been proposed by folks like Donald Trump. He's got a plan that we discussed back on November 13th, in case you missed that episode. But in short, he wants to use some very old laws from 1798 and 1807 to get us there. Second, the federal government could also levy a major tax on the money that illegals send home. Those are called remittances. That would create a disincentive for the 75% or so illegals who come to this country to work and make money. So that tax would effectively then push these folks to go back home. Sort of a self-deportation, if you will, because, well, they're working, but they're not making much money. Third, States could pitch in with more laws like Texas's bill SB3 and SB4. Those involve building more border barriers, plus detaining and deporting illegals. 
To that end, Texas is constructing at least one military base right close to the border for their National Guard to better deter, detain, and deport illegals. There's also Arizona's ballot initiative that should be coming up this fall that would increase the use of something that is called E-Verify. That is a nationwide system that confirms that someone is here legally and it would thus deny illegals the chance to work. Plus, it would penalize any employers who would hire them. So once again, you're decreasing the incentive to come here in the first place. Plus, you are pushing illegals to effectively self-deport because there's no work to be had or it's very risky to find. Now, some of you out there who are very smart folks might say to me, Brian, I think that illegal migrants or aliens might stay here regardless because they don't have to work. They can stay in sanctuary cities or states and they can get a bunch of stuff for absolutely nothing. All right, well, point well taken, which means that fourth, you would also need to change the U.S. Census because right now illegal aliens get their sanctuary status because they help deliver those 20 to 40 house seats that Democrats would otherwise not have. So if you can change the census, you can change incentives. There's no Democrat bonus to having a bunch of freeloading illegals who don't work. So changing how the census is conducted, you probably are going to need a constitutional amendment. And that is not an easy process, as we have discussed. Fifth and finally, you would need to address this issue of birthright citizenship or anchor babies. We talked about uh, this back on February 2nd and 13th. As listeners will recall, there was an era when American citizenship was granted on a legal principle called right of blood, naturalized people based on where their parents or grandparents were born. But that's different than what we currently have in modern America. It's based on a current legal principle called right of soil. Citizenship, of course, would then be based on where you are actually born, not your parents. But here again, if you wanted to change birthright citizenship, it's probably going to require another constitutional amendment, although some legal scholars disagree. Nevertheless, those are the five steps that we could take, either in part or in whole, to remove the upwards of 30 million illegal aliens who are in this country as of this morning. And to recap, it would include first, mass deportations, second, increased taxes on remittances, third, tougher state laws, fourth, changes to the U.S. Census, and finally, a change away from birthright citizenship to right of blood. Well, taken together, ladies and gentlemen, some or all of those five paths forward would likely get you pretty close to removing the 30 million illegal aliens in this country, not just the 3.8 from last year. Although we should just be very candid, this would not come easy or without a cost. I would imagine that along this journey, you would probably have to compromise on, say, the illegals, for example, who have been here, say, for 50, 60 years and have families and grandbabies in states like Texas and Arizona. But no matter the ultimate compromise that you would probably have to make, I assure you that Democrats in Washington, D.C. would see this plan coming from a mile away. They would know that these five paths forward are ultimately gunning for their 20 to 40 seats in the House, and they would throw everything in their power to stop it. And that would probably include, I'm sorry to say, violence, much like we saw during the BLM and Antifa riots back in 2020. Which takes us to our final question of the morning. Are you and your fellow Americans willing to bear that burden? 
bear that cost, bear the political onslaught and the likely violence by a party that does not want to give up those House seats? Well, if you are willing to do so, your chance to make your voice heard on this issue comes next November. And if I may, you would be very wise to start organizing right now at places like your churches, social groups, or neighborhood associations, because none of this changes unless you get people to the polls. Meanwhile, I would also encourage us to ask our House reps and senators, along with our candidates, if they support any of these five paths forward, and why or why not. Because these politicians or these candidates will be either critical companions or enemies of whoever it is is in the White House next November. And yet, all that aside, there is one other option, and that is do nothing, either because you like this current system or you've just given up. So what happens then if we do nothing? Well, I think what is clear this morning is that your country will continue to change. We will likely have another 3.8 million people per year, year after year, who come to this nation from abroad, unvetted and uninvited. And those millions will then be added to the 30 million who are already here. And soon enough, your country will never be the same. And your voice and the voices of our very diverse American family of those folks who are black and white and Christian and Muslim and gay and straight, all of those strong voices of native-born Americans will soon become a whimper. And that is because just like all invasions throughout history, you will be pushed aside by a new group of people who aren't Americans and they don't share your values. And yet they will hold the keys to power. And that's already happening. All you have to do is look to the U.S. House of Representatives this morning or look to that electoral commission out in San Francisco. It is Kelly Wong of China who holds the keys. And that is the future if we let it be. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. After three days of pretty intense news, let's take a breather today, a little shorter episode. But as always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day.